Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Hit Points Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Oh, my gosh, you did it. If you're on your morning commute, drive safe. If you're giving a little bit cafecito while you're working at a coffee shop, uh, enjoy that coffee. Be careful. Contents in this cup might be hot. Guys, I wanted to plug something really quick before we start the show. First off, um, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to come out of the bat and say it. I have, I'm going to be a part of a Los Muertos, Dia de los Muertos RPG at twitch.tv slash hyperrpg. It's starting tonight, if you're hearing this now, October 30th, Wednesday, and it's going to be happening again next week on the first Wednesday of November at 6 p.m. Pacific time on twitch.tv slash hyperrpg. I will be in it and it will be jammed by our good friend, Janelle Santa Cruz, so make sure to tune into that to Los Muertos, and we're going to find out what's going on in that world. But before that, let's go ahead and refill our hit points. Oh, yeah. We got doggos. What's up, everybody? We got doggos. How's everyone doing, man? We're back. You know, I say this every week, and I honestly love being here with you guys. Also, I've been on this whole 30, and I haven't had caffeine this late in a long time, and I'm feeling jazzed. Are you supposed to drink that? Yeah, I can drink caffeine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because then that might have screwed up your diet then. Oh, no, no. The diet's <laughs> cool. The diet's cool. I just like part of the cleanse is like... uh just having a routine, and I haven't had caffeine this late in a long time, and I'm wide awake, baby. It's good. <laughs> Emily is trying to <laughs> is trying to tame we're Huck. Well, no, we're trying to keep them away from each other. We've got Kaiju on one couch. We've got Huck on the other because uh, they just, man, they love fighting and playing. Yeah. So much so that we just record all of it. Yeah. So if Huck you- is, like, really jazzed to go over on that couch and just to hang out with Kaiju, and we're kind of like, no, buddy. If you guys hear a uh, little gremlin, we're fine. It's just Huck trying to pick a fight. And I think he's is he done? I think he's done. I don't know. He's 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 trying to be big. He's trying to walk big. But enough about that, guys. Uh, everyone doing well? Everyone feel good? Emily, we missed you last week. I know. Thanks for. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me back. That's horrible to say. No, I'm <laughs> I'm back. I am back. Yeah. Last week was just crazy. Um, my best friend was in town. We saw Caravan Palace because we missed their last U.S. tour due to it being like rained out. And then, yeah, Wednesday was the finale of Rat Queens. Congrats, so a little man. bit of a crazy week. Thank you. It yeah. feels really there's this very nice serene kind of peace and joy and reverence that comes with really ending a big campaign like that. That's the first campaign I've ever really as a GM ended yeah. or concluded. And so it's just, it's like a, it's a somber feeling, but it's also like a, oh man, we landed the ship, a good feeling. Honestly, like I would love to go through an RPG that has an ending because I, I've never completed a campaign either. It's always it's like stopped. In, in yeah. General, that's what's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. all, like, but like you know, we have our Mass Effect RPG, well, and yeah. I want that to go forever. But yeah. I, I would rather. What I'm saying is, I would rather that it keeps going. And like, if we were to stop doing it, I would want it to end. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I feel about it. So congratulations, man. That's a Thank big accomplishment. You. That's really, really awesome. But uh, you know, speaking of tabletop gaming, what have you guys been playing? <laughs> Let's get right into it. We, got, we have a huge show today. We have a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, and it's our last spooky episode, so. I know. Yeah. Well, I actually have not picked up my Switch at all this week. I hear that. Because of a little game called The Outer Worlds. Yeah. I am very deep into it. We, I think we've all been playing it. Even though I got The Witcher. I really, I've never completed The Witcher. Mm. I've only played it like a little bit at a How friend's house. Oh, like the first the tutorial because oh. I played it at my friend's. Oh. I know the plot though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I want to play it. I got it on my Switch because I was like, oh great, I can bring this on the go. Especially the holidays coming up, this yeah. will be a great playing game. But man, it just chomp, chomp, chomps that memory, kind of like Fire Emblem. So I have to get ev- an even bigger SD card than I already have. Because I think I have a 32 right now, and it needs 32. Uh, yeah, gigabytes of space. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to. I think I'm just gonna get a bigger SD card and slowly start. Yeah, I I recommend over. 400. Like they usually go on sale, and you could like Black Friday's coming up. It is, and that's when I want to get my 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 mini or my, my yeah. Switch Lite. Um, yeah. Do they have any terabyte sizes or for? 
No, That's not yet. Okay. I wish. Yeah. I would pick that up in a heartbeat. Yeah, but 400 is plenty. 400 yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah especially so with the storing software and stuff like yeah. that. I'm excited to play that when I play it. Also, After Party just came out, and I need to get that for my Switch, too. Yeah, yeah. I picked that I up. I know. There's games. so many games. And then Luigi's Mansion comes out in two days. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I I can't wait for Luigi's Mansion, but I I also don't know how I'm going to stop playing Outer Worlds. Too, I know. Which is big to say. Cause, like, I'm going to play Luigi's Mansion on Halloween for sure, but I might go back to playing Outer Worlds, cause, which is big for me to say. That's not That's big. That's not a Nintendo game. I know. Yeah, you're... Wow. We'll, we'll games, get into Outer too Worlds. Too many games. <laughs> too many games. Too many games. That that video, Too Many Cooks, it's the anniversary of Too Many Cooks uh-huh. today. So it's been, po- oh people have been gosh. posting about it. So it's stuck in my head. So too many games. Too uh, many honestly, that, games. Honestly, that little quick segue, a uh, quick tangent about Adult Swim and that whole segment of like, they started doing those weird 3 a.m. videos on Adult Swim. That was Those were really bonkers and well, trippy. Yes. Like, yes. I would you, check them out, though. You're supposed to watch them when you're, you know, intoxicated. Yes, or high. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, <laughs> it is it is trippy, man. Yeah. There was one where, like, it was, like, started off as, like, an infomercial, and then it was, like, and then, it, like, the the, 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 sub, the small text at the bottom, like, kept showing up, and little things kept getting added to it that made it, like, longer and longer. Mm-hmm. And then the woman driving the car, like, stops, and, like, it turns into, like, she sees herself, like, down the street. And then, like... <laughs> and then, what? Like, I've I'm never like, seen that one. That oh, and that one's actually called... Uh, 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 twenty. It's nature footage of bear, and it starts off with a bear, like live footage of a bear, and then it's just weird, man. I applaud those. That's so creative, and it's so memorable. And people like, I remember too many cooks. Like it spread like wildfire. Yeah. People were like, yeah. "What is this?" Yeah. And it's just it's that kind of creativity. I think that really inspires all of us, and yeah. it's just so so. Just Buck Wild. Yeah. Speaking of Buck Wild, we'll get into the Outer Worlds later on today. Um, we're going to spend a, mo- a good portion talking about it. Yeah. Because we have a lot of different experiences. I can't wait to talk to you guys about it. Um, <laughs> Naeem. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Oh, oh Naeem started oh, them you, again. Oh, no, it wasn't Cooper, me. It was, you just it was went into the cords. Him. It's okay. They're cool. Kaiji was fine until he got, you know. Yeah. We're also, not only are we gamers, we're also dog whisperers. I see. Anyways, um, I went back to Fire Emblem, by the way. I saw your Twitter post. I am back <laughs> deep into it. How? I play every day on my lunch break, on my Switch Lite. For the Smart. record, if you're wondering where, how you should play Fire Emblem, highly recommend playing it on your Switch Lite. Um, the the battery's longer, and you the fan can handle it, dude. Okay, because my, really? my, oh. yeah. my fan makes a scary noise whenever Same. I play <laughs> Fire Emblem. On my regular Switch, it's like... <laughs> yeah, it's like, man, I'm working so hard. Did you two get the Switch at launch? Yes. Yeah. So I'm wondering if those are... I'm wondering if my model's different. Because you got the newer model, right? Yeah. Nice. That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, you don't have Fire Emblem, do you? No. No, it'd be curious to see, yeah, if... if if yeah. yeah, the newer Switch fan goes yeah. as nuts. The light doesn't overheat though; it's pretty awesome. Mm, but I've been sure. playing that, and I can I just take like a second, Emily? Yes. I'm not. I'm, like, okay, this is gonna get spoiler territory. I'm not even that. I'm not even at that time skip yet, but I'm close. I still can't believe you're at the time. I just want to talk about one thing. Yeah. Because it kind of blew my mind. Are you playing Golden Deer? I'm playing Golden Deer, okay. and I got to first off, I found out about Tomas, which was pretty obvious. Um, but I got oh, yeah. to the. <laughs> I have a bad feeling about this man. <laughs> no heck, no heck. He's he's super evil. I got to the Goddess Tower finally, and I gotta say, I'm a little. I got a little emotional, and I was a little touched because I thought this person didn't like me. I thought they liked Claude, and I was like, I kind of shipped them together. You know what I'm saying? Who are you romancing? It's kind of, it's kind of, it's like, because I thought for sure it was going to be someone else, like Dorothea or something like that. But we, like, because in the game, dude, before you go to the, the goddess tower, it like, t- it's like black screen for like 30 seconds. Because it's like, which one is it? Well, uh, if you talk to, if you talk to the gate guard, you can select which one. Oh, but I didn't select. And I'm kind of glad I didn't because it was like, I got butterflies. Like, oh my gosh. Because uh, I got up there and Hilda was waiting for me up. She like found me up oh, there. Dang. And I was like, what? And I was like, I thought you like Claude. I was like, I kind of shipped you guys. And I was like, oh my God. Are me and Hilda going to get married in the future of this game? Um, anyways. I thought that was exciting. Dang. Well, yeah. I thought it was going to be someone else. Well, if you speak to if you speak to like the really friendly front castle guard, if you speak to him and you he's like the goddess tower is coming up. Do you have a special someone that you would like to meet you at the tower? And it's like, hmm. 
who would that special someone be, Bailu thinks. And then it lets you pull, it pulls up a menu of the, the current top ranks of people you have. Like for me, it was Claude, Raphael, and someone else. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Raphael would be fun, but Claude, mm, Claude, Claude, I mean, Claude, 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 yeah. Claude. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't know. I thought it was really cool. This is a game, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a game, dude. It's, it's a game. It's got some good romance in <laughs> it. I didn't get to do that, though. But I just realized because I was doing the last two weeks, I actually did battle. I skipped the dates because I, I had so many quests and paralogs that I needed to feel like I needed to do. So I did those instead of, like, doing, uh, you know, doing, um, going into the, into Garrick Mach. You know? But it was cute. And then Dorothea, I did a mission where I, like, helped Ingrid, like, with this, like, proposal mission. Oh, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. But then at the end, like, she gives a ring to, uh, you know, to Dorothea. And I'm like, oh, that's really cute. You know what I mean? Anyways, guys, Fire Emblem. I'm going to beat it before New Year's, I promise. I, I, I'm, I'm still stand, I still stand proud on my bet. That... <laughs> 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 Uh, I still stand. Uh, I still stand on my bet that. I'm sorry. I'm fascinated by what's happening right now, guys. There is a dog on the loose. I'll tell you what. And yeah, now go he's see gone. Adam. Go see Adam. Adam, thank you. <laughs> we'll take that again. Yeah. I'm. I'm still. I'm still very strong on my bet that you are not going to finish it before New Year's. No, I'll finish it. I'll finish it. We shall see. Yeah. We shall see. Yeah. Have you done the who? Yeah, who did you sign as your dancer? Uh, Dorothea. Oh, dang, yeah. yeah. Hilda's my dancer. Hilda I was going to do Hilda, dancer. but she's like, I have her on a uh, on a wyvern, wy or a wyvern. You have Hilda on, oh, dang. I just, had, like I just OP. had her, yeah. Yeah. Wait, we're still on fire. <laughs> fire. Dude, <laughs> um, I, just, I was so fascinated with what was going on with the dogs. realized <laughs> <laughs> We were still talking about fire emblem, yes. <laughs> Anyways, that's what I've been playing. Uh, the outside of Outer Worlds. Uh, I've been playing, so I've been out in town because of a wedding, but I had my Switch with me, and I've been playing Fortnite. And oh, dang, new Fortnite? Yes, I, I've still been playing it, and it's still a lot of fun. Uh, it's way more. The thing I've noticed it with the new season is they put bots apparently in this game, along with uh, real players. So like, it makes it more easier than usual. To kill people. Fascinating. So I don't know if it's on all systems, but I know for a fact that the Switch has some bots and that, that jump with you in the actual world. So but it's still fun, regardless. So that's yeah, man. super cool. Yeah. I want to keep playing Fortnite. I because like it's addicting, but I, with all the stuff going on right now, too, in the many, world, games, too many games, too many games, too many games, too many games. Yeah. Uh <laughs> So I won't probably won't be playing Fortnite for a bit because of, of Outer Worlds. But you could uh, say you won't be playing Fortnite for a Fortnite. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Heck yeah. Dang, Em. That was awesome. Well, yeah. guys, that's what we've been playing. What have you been playing? Let us know at Twitter or, yeah. or email us. But now it's time to get into some news, y'all. Um, this one, our first, our well, this topic is kind of convoluted and a lot's been going on with this. Um, I kind of had to break it down before we get into the reason why I want to talk about it. Um, so, in a nutshell, Geo Media, which is a publication that runs Gizmodo, Kotaku, Deadspin, Jezebel, The Onion, and a bunch of other companies, um, they uh, basically they have a new CEO. They have new leadership running the company, um, and uh, with that, um, they are starting to crack down on the writers and being very like like one directional how they want people to write like for example they started uh if if they're not writing uh, if deadspin's like the big sports company right that 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 publication that um talks about sports uh if you're and like they spanfiller i am just fumbling my words right now i'm so sorry um i just saw dogs anyways no worries uh, that i mean dogs are always distracting so and they are they're great yeah. So, yeah. No worries. The new CEO's name uh, is Jim Spanfeller, and basically he has started to fire people for not writing about sports specifically or gaming. Like they don't, he doesn't want them to go off topic. He wants them to write only about this, so that he doesn't want them to get political. Basically, um, so that's been happening. Also, Kotaku's uh, all these companies have uh, had a problem on their website with advertisements, where people go onto the website and videos autoplay with sound on and. All these companies made a form for their readers that basically they were like, we respect your opinion. We want to hear your thoughts. Um, what do you think about this? Your opinion matters to us. And within an hour, the CEO, Jim Spanfeller, 
remove that post, which is against their company's guidelines, is basically illegal within the company uh, rules that they've established, um, and they and everyone's speaking up against that. And in response of that, as lo- as well as the coverage of Blizzard, right, and uh, the Blizzard. Hong Kong situation yeah, with, with Kotaku. Yeah. He's basically he, he basically came out and said that uh, he's demanding that the publication stick to what you do best, uh, writing about those Nintendos or whatever when he's talking about Kotaku, um, which is really really awful. It's awful. And along with that, he said with uh, with the Blizzard stuff, he said and don't cover stories that have nothing to do with video arcades. This guy has nothing, no idea what he's doing. He's kind of like this bully who came from uh where did he come i think it was forbes before this um so old white guy that just wants to you know he doesn't get with the times yeah so. and what's scary about this is that a lot of our friends are a lot uh, like the people that like you know who are in the industry who are writers who like talk about like you know more than just the gaming they get into the dirt of it all like who talks very notorious for kind of talking against you know speaking at like getting like Getting things that people might not want to hear, but it's yeah, still worthy. They, news. I mean, uh, Jason Schreier yeah. is at Kotaku, and two of my favorite pieces from earlier this year are not only his deep dive into Anthem, where he also talks about the condition of so many Bioware employees and mm-hmm. how they had to take basically doctor like doctor mandated month leaves because they were so overworked just from stress and just mental breakdowns, and then also his follow up article explaining kind of what the crazy status of Dragon Age 4 is and how this game has gone through so many different reworkings after Bioware has been acquired, was acquired by EA, like officially. And so where the kind of the, especially after after Andromeda, after Anthem, where the game currently stands. And so, yeah, it, that, this, this, this news piece is very, very frustrating because it's just, yeah, Kotaku Newsroom is unionized as the GMG union under WJEA East. So they're, they're in the writers' union. Yeah, they're in the union, and what he's doing is against union rules. He's yeah, like, which demanded independent editorial control for all verticals owned by GO in the most recent contract. So that means that the editors are in control of their articles and who who does what. And so for him, he had to come in and to personally remove it goes against their union. Yeah, which is like good. I'm glad they have this protection so that me they can too. they can bring this up. I'm just curious to see what it does. It kind of, it scares me cuz like they are Kotaku's like I find them a I per, I personally really like what they do with all this and uh you know they they like I think they're one of the few in my opinion few publications that are out there that push out quality news articles, new uh, gaming news news articles such as such as with J- Jason Schreier with the articles you pointed out uh, Emily but, uh, are you? It just scares do you me. Think, like, do you think it's like in your th- in your head? Are you thinking that they're just going to flush out all those writers? You think they're just going to kill Kotaku? Kotaku. Well, last I said, because it's unclear. I was trying to find what happened to the Kotaku writers, but it sounds mm-hmm. like they're being threatened with being fired, but haven't been fired yet. Um, Kotaku still stands. I don't know what the future will be. I would not be surprised that even if that did happen, those writers would get together and be like, "Cool, we're starting our own video game news yeah. channel, and we're starting yeah. our own video ne- video games news site yeah. because." Uh, we're gonna keep writing, and our fans are gonna follow exactly. us. Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's just, it's just so sick to me that some guy could just come in, like, and like it's not even on just Kotaku. It's on like, you know, their on their uh their sports site too. Yeah. Like it's it's every like it's just not. I mean, it's tricky because uh, essentially, I'm writing and I'm writing my review of the Outer Worlds, and we'll talk about this later. But just with the current state of like. Amazon and PG&E yeah. and corporations in the United States and capitalism as it stands in our current society, you have to get political when talking about that game. There's certain games that bring up political ideas. There's also certain games that are invoking these political situations. Like this Hong Kong thing with Blizzard was huge. Yep. Yeah. It's it was huge it's and it's still on. going on. Did you see that uh, they had a deal? With, I think it was some car. Was it, I think it was Mitsubishi. Or yeah, they just they, lost a sponsorship. They just lost a sponsorship yeah. that, was gonna, that they were going to put out yeah. over in Hong Kong. So Blizzard no longer is sponsored by Mitsubishi, I believe. That's what the In Hong yeah. Kong? I think I, I don't think know. It's, I think it's worldwide. I could be wrong. Uh, anybody correct oh, me if I'm wrong. Blizzard no longer sponsored by yeah, Mitsubishi. Yeah, Mitsubishi doesn't uh, sponsor Blizzard anymore. Yeah. So. Did they do that because they are pro Hong Kong? Or? I believe it's yeah. because they're pro Hong Kong. I, okay. I believe yeah. so as well. So. And then that like and with, you know, BlizzCon coming up this I weekend, know. like I don't know what's going to happen with those guys. Yeah. 
We, I have a few ideas about what's happening just from what we've seen from Overwatch, and we'll get to that soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. These. <laughs> I don't think these dogs have ever been this distracting. Um, guys, you know, so that's what's going on in the world of Geo and our friends at Kotaku. You know, support them. There's a lot of Gamergate happening where they're coming out and just, like, laughing at Kotaku or, like, saying really nasty things about it. Like, I... I it's man, that whole Gamergate. Thing that's going on, or has been going on. Like, I know you pointed out before the show about uh, you was you was reading up Gamergate in regards to this. I don't, I don't remember what you exactly said, but you brought up Gamergate when we were talking about this briefly. Did I? I? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's fine. You don't remember, but uh, I was just <laughs> pointing out to <laughs> I, I was pointing out to Matt that uh, I was in like Doctor Disrespect's uh, his stream earlier today, and I know he has a history with uh, Kotaku, and he, him mentioning Kotaku on the break of this going on made his whole chat blow up with the chat laughing at the name being mentioned Kotaku because they're pretty much Kotaku is usually against uh, crap that happens in the industry like uh, I forgot what I think Dr. Disrespect at one point was uh, making fun of uh, an Asian person like mimicking his language and yeah Dr. Uh, Disrespect has done a few a yeah, few not so, yeah, so Kotaku great wrote things a, yeah Kotaku wrote an article about that saying, Dr. Disrespect, you shouldn't be doing this, blah, blah, blah. And Dr. Disrespect got mad. And, of course, his fans defended him and went against Kotaku. That's the whole beef with him and Kotaku. So him, like, mentioning Kotaku made his fans, like, get all riled up and say, you know, F, Kotaku, blah, blah, and all that stuff. It's just I mean, I'm not saying up. that Kotaku is perfect either. Yeah, but there are sure. people who are writers there. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so it's it's I think overall what's scary is when you have someone comes in and goes against union rules yeah. and then pulls pulls articles and tries to take control over take such strict control over a company. Yeah. yeah. We'll keep keeping an eye on that. We'll mm -hmm. see what's going on. This just happened today. Like this so we're, I know I didn't even we really, even we were talking about it right beforehand cuz I had not even heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, keeping up with things that have been going on in the world, uh Blizzard the League of Overwatch 2. And someone, I wanted to acknowledge that someone uh, on our Twitter who tweeted us uh, asked us about our opinion on this. So thank you so much for that question. Uh, and that was from Drew Valoria, Drew Valoria on Twitter. Um, so, the, yeah, the, so what do you guys think about this Overwatch 2 League? There's supposed, supposed to be PvE mode. And it's just, it all seems like... It's coincidences. I yeah. think I think this was something that Blizzard was waiting to announce at BlizzCon. Yeah, because yeah, Blizzard sure. is notorious for like being like, "Pachoom!" Like, here's yeah. a big thing at BlizzCon because that's what everyone is excited about. Yeah, I think also just the nature of these leaks are super weird too because it was cited earlier today. I read that um, a lot of the people who got these leaked images and information were people who were like just helping run the event at yeah. the Anaheim Convention Center. And just assisting at the event, not even Blizzard, not even like Blizzard company employees, like people that Blizzard has hired for this event. Right. So, I it just to me it smells like Blizzard is trying to do that thing where they're trying to hype everybody up before BlizzCon because they know that they are in such a just a crazy, crazy, crazy media time. So I think this is them trying to be like. All right, uh, we could wait until BlizzCon to say this, but let's go ahead and give people like Overwatch Two. Also, I think. Kind of like how HBO just had this huge surprise press conference about all the things that are going to be on there. They basically pulled a Disney. They pulled a Disney and where Disney Plus had their big uh, panel at D23. HBO was like, "Now you, this is why you want to come to us." Because I've been seeing inklings about that. Like, there's going to be four new Adventure Time specials I saw that. on HBO. Like, because because Cartoon Network is going over there too. So HBO is going to have all these Warner Brothers stuff. There's going to be this crate. All the stuff you can look it up. Everything that's on there. Wait, old cartoons. HBO um, from Cartoon Network? I don't know about don't know, that. Yeah. Ed and Eddie, Courage Cow, the dog. Sorry, I'm going on I don't tangent. know about that. There also is DC Superhero High, which I'm very excited about because okay. I love, like, I want to see angsty Batman in high school. But I we're have not so many questions about that. <laughs> this isn't a podcast about that, though. I know. We'll go on to Hyper Heroes we'll, to talk yeah, about we'll it. Go to Hyper, well, yeah, we'll crash Hyper Heroes and we'll talk about this. Um, but, yeah, I think it's the way, the way HBO had this big press conference, especially with two weeks. Especially, I think it is today is the two weeks away from Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Very smart. It's all about marketing. Yeah. Very smart marketing move. I think, especially after kind of Fortnite 2, everyone's playing it now. The hype for it has kind of died down. People are now just playing it. They're not yeah. waiting for it anymore. I think this was very smart for Blizzard to kind of come in and be like, 
up oh, game you can look forward to. We're going to talk about this weekend at BlizzCon. Here's what you can expect in creating this atmosphere of what's going on? What is this game? What's happening? What's this about? Because I have a screen right here that I think that's Tracer screen that's going around where it says like select a talent and you get different abilities at certain levels like they're unlocked like it's adaptive reload pulse pistols reload without using any uh when using any ability level 10 flash blinking through enemies damages them level 20 vortex enemies are pulled toward the point of a recoil and snared and yeah so it looks like you can kind of customize your your hero now not just in Kind of play like style, but also in their abilities. So it sounds like Dota yeah. to me. So is it a uh, is it a similar thing with Fortnite? Is it a season two of Overwatch or an actual new game? Well, I think it rumor, sounds like a new game. Uh, yeah, and the rumor is that there's a, there's PVE. Okay. So like I'm I'm I I'm expecting cool. not traditional Overwatch personally. Yeah. And I'm I'm really excited because they're in the big in the big namely the big leaked art that is showing kind of that they're highlighting. They have Echo in there. I've been yeah. waiting for Echo or Athena for so, so long. Yeah. I love giving my cybernetic lady. Uh, <laughs> I'm very, very excited. Um, so, yeah, I'm honestly, we're going to, I know we're going to find out. I know I've been dominating this. Apologies, but oh, we're going to find out no, more man, about this nah, at BlizzCon, I guess. Well, because BlizzCon, their BlizzCon last year was terrible. Well, it was controversial yeah. with the Diablo, Diablo. Oh, mobile, yeah. and now that the, now with this Hearthstone stuff happening, they need to like, they feel that they need to like rebound. So, uh, Overwatch two and uh, Diablo four apparently that's also another rumor would probably would help get them into the, I guess positive side. Or they think they would, I guess. But it'll be interesting to see what happens at BlizzCon because of all the Hearthstone stuff. We'll see maybe protests possibly. I'm sure it will happen uh, if especially. In that conference, I, I wouldn't be surprised if people would sneak in signs and just start protesting. Well, not rampant like crazy, but I wouldn't be surprised if you have like a heckler or two say something like that. Yeah. At BlizzCon at the conference. There, there, I, I honestly, prediction for BlizzCon, there's going to be like protesters out front, you know, for like freedom of speech and stuff like that. I think there's going to be, a, I, I, I don't, I think it's going to be a very interesting BlizzCon. Um, and I'm curious to watch it from afar in yeah. my, from my house. I think, yeah, and I think it's tricky because I, I think before all this, a lot of people were so, I know a lot of people are feeling regret about going to BlizzCon, having these tickets, buying these plane tickets, yeah. making these hotel yeah. reservations. Cause they have all this money into it, and I know a lot of people are like, well, this is where my friends and I meet up with across the country, and this is what we do when we go to. So it's, it's, it's really tough and hard yeah. because it's... Yeah, I think it's just going to be very, very interesting to, like you said, observe it from afar yeah. and see exactly what happens and what goes down. It's going to be an interesting weekend. And what is announced? Overwatch yeah. 2. Watch <laughs> them like not even announce Overwatch 2, and it's just a trailer at, like the Game Awards or something. They pro Besides those two games, they'll probably have some more uh, footage of the Warcraft 3 remake they're doing. They, they oh, announced that's right, a while yeah. ago, so I, I was looking forward to that, but I don't know when it's coming out. But uh, that's the only three I can think of, and probably yeah. a new expansion or not expansion new addition to their warcraft classic maybe a new release of maybe bwl i'm going too nerdy into this but never mind. i love it <laughs> do do yeah, it I dive it. Well, dive go dive go uh, <laughs> just old uh raid instances raid instances uh blackwing lair or uh aq40 aq20 they may jump into that i don't know we'll see but uh yeah it's definitely a we'll see kind of weekend yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well I guess November. We'll, we'll line things up, y'all. I wanted to uh, bring this up. Uh, former president, former Nintendo of America president, Reggie has been chosen as the winner of the Andrew Yoon Legend Award, which he will receive at the New York Game Awards in January. Um, he also got inducted into the Video Game Hall of Fame, and I just wanted to... Oh, he yeah, did? Yeah, he did, yeah. When? It was a couple weeks ago it was announced. I don't know if it actually has oh, happened yet, but he... Yeah. That makes me so happy. And he had a lecture about his career at Cornell last week. I saw that, um, yeah. Which Cornell has said that they are going to put the whole thing online, awesome, which they yes. haven't yet. I've been looking every day, um, <laughs> but he, they have not yet. Um, and I just want to say, like, I, 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 like, I really admire him. I really admire Reggie. Have I you met him or no? Oh, I wish, man. He, you know my. What, oh man, what, I wish what? you would have came to that E3. Uh, what? Because when I first went to E3 it was when I first came in California, 2015. Uh, I remember bumping into him, and he's like super tall, by the yeah, way. Yeah, dude, the Reginator. <laughs> yeah, and I was I was just so dumbfounded, and I couldn't say anything. But yeah, he was like, "Hi." Right. He just he was really friendly. That was a really you know good what? Yeah. His, his <laughs> <laughs> I want to give him a fist bump. 
He he would probably fish. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I just want to give him like a hug, like a side hug too, and be like, "Yeah." (laughs) He's awesome. He's still like about making people happy, and you know when uh, I like you know when he first was announced that he was president, taking over as president of Nintendo. His first thing he said was, "I'm here to kick ass, take names, and we're about making games or something like that." Dude, like he's just so (laughs) amazing. Oh my gosh, all the fun videos he's done. He's just been so pat like. It's it really shows when a someone a CEO is is passionate not only about the industry but about the company, about the people playing the games mm-hmm. and about the games that they're making. Like truly someone who is who is not in it just to be a CEO, but also is like I want to lead this company. I love I yeah. care about what I do. And he's so good at it, man. Like he was so good like uh, at a uh, there's at I don't know if it was E3 but it was some conference where someone asked him about uh, how the PSP wasn't doing well, and the three and the Nintendo DS is doing like way better. And he's like, like he's, like, he, I don't know what the question was, but he basically said like, like that's Sony's problem. That's not my problem. I'm here to focus on Nintendo. Like, yeah, dude, you're the freaking man. Uh, it's like it's really. I feel I feel bad for Jeff Bowser because I can I can only imagine once you have like someone who knocks it out of the park like Reggie. Yeah, I'm sure it's hard to kind of follow up. I yeah. feel like Jeff is still super new. We really haven't seen Jeff kind of. We've seen him do like the E3 yeah. and the transfer of the you know the power kind of E3 announcement, but we haven't well, seen him really take on like he's just so been so new too. Yeah. I, think. I think he's just like absorbing it all still. Yeah, was, you know? was Reggie? Did he start around when the GameCube was launched, or no? Was it before yeah. that? Okay, he it was it was like in between GameCube and 3DS and we or, or no yeah 3DS or DS. Oh. DS? I don't DS? Know. I it was right after GameCube, though. I think the interesting thing with Reggie starting in that era was E3 was he was on stage a lot at those conferences as opposed to now they do it online, which still you'll be able to see uh, Bowser, but you you kind of connected more with Reggie because it was right there live. If you were at E3 or you were watching it at, during the summer when uh, E3 was on uh, game, was it X-Play or Extended Play, whatever. But uh, I, I, I connected more with Reggie because of I don't know. It's just his personality. It's just it's, yeah. To me, too, he has such a specific way of speaking. Yeah. yeah. Like, the way he does his deliveries, yeah. he'd always be like, and now we're going to show you <laughs> something that's really exciting. He's like the really cool, awkward dad that your friend has. You know what I mean? But his, eloca- his uh, elocution was, like, the way in his line deliveries were yeah. always so fascinating yeah. to me because I was like, yes. And I like, think, like, Barack Obama has that same. Kind yeah. of, yeah, that same, yeah. almost yeah. like that that presence and those pauses. Yeah. Reggie for president. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was once the president of Nintendo. Now I'm coming for the president of the United States. <laughs> uh, something I really like that he said in in, in – Oh, I only got to see like little clips of his lecture. Mm. Um, one of them I really, really admired is um, his. He's talked about the the Wii U and uh, how the Wii U. He said it was a failure forward because the Wii U like got them to the Switch and like uh, he he talked about failure in such a great way and how like I mean in, in improv we talk about it all the time but yeah. hearing it from someone on the business side like mistakes that, are just, gifts like yeah, you learn like, from your failures. I love that, that. I love that phrase a failure forward. I just think it's. So cool. I really like that too, man. Now I want to see this entire speech. I, I'll let you guys know when it is out. He also was asked a question about Mother Three, and he responded with, "Fortunately for me, that is a decision I am no longer a part of." <laughs> Everyone's like, "Yeah." <laughs> Anyways, Reggie's great. I just wanted to acknowledge that and uh, some positivity. He, yeah, he deserves to be win these awards and to be inducted into the Video Game Hall of Fame. Mm. He is incredible, and he will always be our originator. Always. Yeah. You can put him in your Tomodachi life game. You <laughs> scan his little me QR code. Yeah. And literally in our notes, I, the last thing I said is just, Reggie is effing great. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Guys, enough about Reggie. <laughs> Let's get into some real spooky action. Uh, before we get into our Outer Worlds discussion, we wanted to talk, take a moment to wrap this Spooktober fest up with uh, our favorite scary moments within a game. What are your guys's? What are some of your favorite moments? It doesn't have to be like a top three. We just have a little discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, right off the bat, if you have played the original Resident Evil on a PlayStation. Yeah, man. Or 64. Yeah. Or I think it was on Dreamcast as well. But anyway, uh, you walk in down a hallway, and it gets really quiet. I think it gets quiet. And then all of a sudden, you hear the, the windows crash, and you see two dogs run and jump out. That was probably one of the most scariest moments I played. Yeah, dude. Because it, it, it gets really quiet, and then as you walk in, you only hear the footsteps. They hear the 
the windows crash and you hear the music just ramp up and you see the two dogs just chasing after you in uh, Resident Evil. I think it's one or two. But, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, that's I, a good one. I have fond memories of seeing that and then immediately hiding it under my pillow because my dad was playing at the time. So, Aww. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I fell asleep. Which is weird. I, I, I fell asleep like this. You, you obviously, obviously, you can't see this on a podcast, but I fell asleep with the pillow on my face, but leaning on the couch like this is in an awkward position. You can't really see it, obviously. Yeah. You're listening, but yeah. I, I love, so I, I'm glad we got That's really cute, man. <laughs> One of them for me is uh, I, I remember playing Amnesia with my college dorm mates mm. <laughs> back in college. And uh, we, we would all take turns putting the headphones on and playing, and we'd watch the person playing. And I always got to be the part where uh, we go down to the basement and the water, water monster. I'm like, oh, God. And like, you just hear the freaking water. I'm like, no. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's invisible. Oh, gosh. Uh. And you just see these splashes coming towards you, and you hear it, and you're like, no. And you have to, like, get on a box. You have to, like, you get on a box. On, yeah. yeah. Dude, that was that one, like, real freaked me out. Because with the headphones, too, it's just, like, right in your face. Yeah. Nope. That's why I don't play horror. I was I, I mentioned this on the Nintendo yeah. Cartridge Society. Um, only time I play horror games is in the daylight with a friend on the couch. All my lights are on, and I'm also playing other music in the background. Uh, <laughs> I have to make it as least scary as possible. <laughs> That's awesome, though. That's good. Yeah, play your way. Yeah. For me, I think people underestimate how terrifying Nintendo 64 games were, particularly... Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time. There are so many scary moments in Yo. those games. Yeah. yeah. Super Mario 64, what's really scary is um, that nightmare piano room where you just come in the room <laughs> and the piano comes after you, like, <laughs> and it's also like bashing keys. And if Mario dies underneath it, the bells are, oh, oh, oh. face comes on and the piano still is like, <laughs> the piano doesn't stop when you're dead, Naeem. The piano doesn't stop Dude. when Mario's dead. Got I know that. exactly what you're talking about. The, I didn't know about And this. the eel? The eel <laughs> oh, is the eel, really yes. spooky yeah, in that game, too. The eel's spooky. Yeah. The eel's spooky. I mean, even the big chain shop is scary. Like, yeah. there's so many the spooky... The cheap cheap, too, that eats you. Yeah. yeah. There's so many scary moments in that game. And then people think... People think... I do... Okay, I do agree. Majora's Mask is much more frightening. It's a very frightening game. Yes. But there's so many scary moments in... in I think the, the spiders are terrifying. Dude, this, oh my as gosh. a kid, that scared me. The, yeah. That's what yeah. I was going to talk about. The Scotolas? And, oh my gosh, no, the Scotola man specifically. Yeah. The dude who's like been cursed by the Scotola who tells <laughs> you to go kill them all and he's got like one human arm and his face coming out of the spider and it's like, what? I mean, even the first time where you're crossing Hyrule Field at night and all of a sudden all yeah, the skeletons a, come yeah. up dude, and you're, yeah. like, you're like, oh, I'm just a little boy. And I hate <laughs> when you're like going somewhere and suddenly you can hear, and I'm like, yeah. it's that noise. I'm like, oh my god, there's a freaking spider here. Yeah. <laughs> there's a freaking spider here. You know, uh, it freaked me out. So th th to me, that was some of my favorite. Uh, that, that that scared me a lot too as yeah. a kid. Those games are really. Those games just have so many scary moments. Yeah. yeah. Like it's supposed to be like you're like do 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 do. I am a little boy, but here are some scary spiders and some dead hands, zombies. Oh, and uh, the what are their names? The zombies that are like literally like go. Yeah! And like, if you would freeze in fear and not be like, watch out! I'm like, I can't move! Are those the same zombies that take over the, at night? That, the town? Oh, that town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The town. yeah, yeah. Oh, when you're a uh, teen or an adult? Yeah, when you jump, when you, yeah. yeah, when you jump in the future. Uh, yeah. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers for the Ocarina of Time. I mean, Zelda's always Zelda games have always had very, very spooky moments. There's incredibly spooky moments in Majora's Mask. There's some spooky moments in uh, Wind Waker. Very spooky moments in Twilight Princess. Oh, yeah. And there's some pretty spooky moments too in um, in Breath of the Wild. I don't know any. A little bit here and there. Uh, I haven't gotten that far yet. Dude, honestly, like, <laughs> Zelda, Zelda's a spooky franchise. They are. There's a pretty, it's very dark, and yeah. it plays yeah. into the darkness, like, not even the, the hopelessness, but also the spoopiness. Yeah. Uh, another moment I could think of is probably the first Bioshock. Uh, oh, I think office. I know where. Yep, I was gonna about to say <laughs> dentist office yeah. when you're when it fogs up yeah. and you turn around, and he's, yeah, just, he's just, standing just standing right, right there. Crap. <laughs> no. First time that happened to me, I think I threw a controller. Uh, <laughs> the second time it happened to me, I like like I was like inching, inching, inching you my knew camera, it was happen. like turning you around. Knew it. You yeah. Knew it. yeah. You can't escape the dentist, man. It was like. <laughs> I mean, that, mo that game tone. always scares me too. Anytime you hear just. The big daddy, like, oh, in the background, you're like, I gotta take you. I know I have to take you down. I don't want to do it. 
don't want to do it. But I like big daddies because they're interesting bosses in that they will only engage with you if you are either hurting a little, trying to get a little sister or engaging with them. Uh, they yeah. pretty much exist outside of it, which yeah. I think is, I think that's, hey, <laughs> that's a good game design. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yahoo. Well, guys, that are some of our f- favorite scariest moments. What are some of yours? Yes. Let us know. Tell us your favorite Vajigam scary moments. And, uh. Happy Halloween. Without further ado, guys, why don't we go into the future and the Outer Worlds. Guys. Man. We finally are here. We're <laughs> finally talking about it. We haven't talked about it at all with each other. So we I talked g- a little bit, but yeah. then I was like, oh, we're going to save it. So I got this game early. Cause that was your secret. Obsid- that was my big yeah. secret. Obsidian sent me the game early because I don't know if it was because I'd gone to their media appointment and I cried, or I don't know if it was because I was they making took a picture of you crying and then they remembered or something. No, they had me meet their head writers oh, okay. and everyone. Okay. They had me. They're like, "This girl's crying. Let's have her meet everyone. <laughs> uh, she's so emotional about our game." Uh, and then I was also just tweeting uh, the "Let me in, let me in" gif from uh eric andre yeah <laughs> about the game and so then i got a well it's it's funny because i got an email i got two emails in the same day first email was hey our world is coming out soon let us know if you want a review key and then the next email i got like literally two hours later was hey emily we're sending you a review key i didn't even request one they just said hey we're sending you a review key let us know what platform you wanted on and i was like oh PlayStation. Um, that's awesome so it was really really cool i was so much fun exploring that game like a little even though i'd even though there were other publications who had done it a little bit earlier too, but it was so nice, like yeah, before the game came out, just being like, yes, let me get a head start on you, because <laughs> it was hard because I wanted to post things, but I was like, I don't want to get is this giving it away, give the game, mm. or because I wanted to post how, how Vicar Max is a daddy, dude, uh, and I love this man. I love Vicar Max. <laughs> uh, can we? Uh, his, uh, his, I, I didn't like him at first, but then he, I, 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 I got to like him too, yeah. especially like his character quest is great, and then his his character moves the. They're so his, funny. The lines that his oh character says, God. "This is what I learned in prison," <laughs> and then like, and then I'll t- I just I think my favorite is I'll take your confession now. Yeah, just, it's, it's this <laughs> priest wielding a shotgun, and Dude, I'm like, I love it. This crew in general, uh, this whole game, I didn't. I was in t- I was trying to role play this game as Mal from Firefly, and then everyone that came on, I'm like, uh, this is literally the Serenity crew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 I've heard perver- a podcast somebody saying that too. They're, People, yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. To me, that's it's what awesome. it feels. It feels much more like Firefly. People are also comparing it to Mass Effect, where I'm kind of like, I can see I it. I can see elements, elements, but, like, but really, like, yeah, I think Firefly and Serenity are much more, and even a little bit of, I know, it's crazy. Um, oh gosh, No Man's Sky a little bit, just with mm-hmm. the, the, the details yeah. of space and the yeah. different creatures and the, and the colors and the designs. Yeah. So who's in your party right now? Everyone. Oh, I mean, I've recruited everyone. I have, me and Naeem, it's interesting, because me and Naeem, before the show, we only said, I was like, oh, you have three party members? And I was like, I listed mine, and then he listed his. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> well, yeah, because I have, uh, pa- oh, I forget her name. Pravati. Pravati and uh, Vicar, and I just recruited another one, but is a, is a woman. Ellie? She has blonde hair, short hair. Yeah, she has the short kind of red yes, hair. her. From oh, Groundbreaker. Get, yeah. So I found someone from Groundbreaker, but it wasn't her. It's, it's it's Felix. Felix, yeah. Yeah, so he's also a companion too. Okay, so you okay. get both of them. Yeah, you get both just of them. Got them okay. at the different yeah, time. Okay. You just have to you just have to equate different quests. Yeah, Felix like he comes back to your ship cuz you kind of meet him first. Mm. And then once you've done Ellie's quest, she becomes available kind of like Vicar Max where you get him the book and then he's like, "All right, I've always wa-. I honestly didn't know. I really liked going into this game not knowing who I mean, I knew that Neoka and Ellie were companions. Because of my, our, yeah, I because of that. the E3 demo that Same. I went to, yeah. so I was mm-hmm. like, great, I know that they're companions. But it was really fun doing yeah, Vicar Max's whole quest. Because at first I was like, yeah, I was like, who is this grumpy dude? Like he's weird. Why does he want this book? And then he was like, can I just join your crew? I was like, come aboard. And Same. so yeah, you'll get Neoka, and then you get Sam if you if you do the right things. You get Sam, who I just he's actually the robot. he's the robot. Yeah. He's a cleaning robot. Yeah. Uh, who I actually just got today because I just took a long time doing his quest um, to basically build him. And he just he's just a cleaning robot. He has no personality other than he just says, this place is dirty. And, <laughs> and I'm so excited to run around with this weirdo. Yeah. Like, I love it. I'm going to have Vicar Max and this robot just as my buddies. All of the companions are so incredible. Like, they, all their stories are so great. Their I, stories what? are really good. And oh. like, I really like 
the dialogue they just feel the the so feel, good. they it, feel like really fleshed out characters because of not only their interactions with each other on the ship mm. but their interactions with each other yeah. in the world and then when you talk to certain npcs they will also react like in, oh yeah. my gosh yeah. once you go to byzantium there's a quest where you audition to be in this movie and Vicar oh, Max, Vicar Max yeah. is like, Vicar Max is like real jazzed about being a part of this movie. He's like, he's like, he loves the, he's like, they are they him? getting my good side? And I'm like, this beautiful man. It, it reminds me a lot of a uh, dragon age inquisition with the, the camaraderie. What's the word? Camaraderie? Camaraderie? Com- camaraderie? Camaraderie. Whatever word is it? Camaraderie. 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 <laughs> Naeem, say this word. Com- you got the camaraderie. What is it? <laughs> Com, com camaraderie 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 yes camaraderie camaraderie we need this clip uh, oh my god yeah camaraderie. that's amazing I can't the camaraderie come of the party camaraderie camaraderie wait I say camaraderie you say camaraderie camaraderie oh wrong wrong well, I, I thought it was right it's camaraderie camaraderie <laughs> Camaraderie, camaraderie. Just continue the thought. <laughs> I was just basically saying that it reminds me a lot of Dragon Age Inquisition, how the party system in that, when you combine two members along with your <sighs> name, it, it kind of reminds me of that system. I love that. There are so, so many times where I would go back and I would watch like hours and hours of yeah. videos on YouTube, listening to all the different people, yeah. all like all the different combination of characters and the dialogue they would have because mm. it would grow and change throughout the game, which mm-hmm. it does in this game too. Yeah, and like I love we, it. something that I, I love is like how different. I getting little bits of like the missions and how they, they've been different for each of us a little bit. Like, I get, can we talk about? Well, how did you start? The, so the, the big mission at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Right. How did? What was you guys' decision? In 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 water. Oh gosh, what's it called? Uh, it's uh, not Stillwater. That's a town in Oklahoma. Yeah. Edgewater. 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 I I was able to get um, the president to stand down and let the the. That's what I did. You did too. Yeah. Shoot, oh, sweet. I think I did something wrong because I didn't <laughs> get that. Well, wrong. I didn't get that option. Well, you killed them, right? No. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> um, so I saved the game. And so I went up to his office and I told him, hey, the deserters are coming back. And he's like, great. Uh, and it didn't actually give oh, me a persuade option to see to say, Adelaide, I want you to step down and I want Adelaide to take over. Yeah. So what you're post- What I did is I spoke with her. What's her, what's her name? Adelaide. 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 I spoke with her first, told her uh, I took the water away from her, blah, blah, blah. And then I, there was options saying that I could just get rid of him or whoever the president. Yeah. I could get rid of him. She was like, "Okay, if you could kill him or get rid of him somehow, do that." You don't talk to the deserters outside afterwards. You just go back to the town. Shoot! I yeah. talked to the deserters yeah. right yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Darn it! And I convinced them to go back. Okay, right. because uh, we'll talk about another quest. There's a similar quest later where if you have to do these three certain things in order to get the best possible outcome mm-hmm. of these two forces working together, and if you don't, you cannot get there. Um, so, yeah, that was the one I was bummed about, so then I saved the game beforehand, and I was like, what happens if I just kill him? Well, And can. so I, I did. You can kill everyone in this game. Yeah. And so I, I, I didn't mean to do it, actually. Like, I just pulled the right trigger on my <laughs> controller. Oh, yeah. And I asked, luckily I'd say beforehand I had this conversation because I was curious to see what my outcomes would be. And so as soon as he died, Pavardi was yep. like, I'm terrified of you. I'm leaving your service. Yeah. I'm not working with you anymore, you yeah. monster. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so what this, game's really, what this game really feels like for me is that where the gameplay is a little bit more structured, like it's not as much of a creative gameplay as I thought, like – Combat yeah, wise, because similar. I because it's either yeah. it's either weapons or it's it's just weapons. It's yeah. either your ranged weapons or your melee weapons. There's no way you can throw. There's no way like you can. Th- I'm thinking dishonored. Like there's no way you can throw kind of like bombs or or mines or something. Yeah. There's yeah. also no way. I was there was one point where I saw these enemies and I saw there was like a manatar over there. I was like, man, I wish I could get this manatar over here to fight these guys. Yeah, that, that would take sweet. out my my problem. So I wish. I wish this game had a little bit more creative gameplay in that, in which I could manipulate my environment I totally to, agree. to fight. Yeah. But I think what this game 
does is it's not necessarily like creative combat. It's creative character gameplay. The game is solely driven by the character that you create. Yeah. And yeah. that's something I'm learning now. And I wish I would have known like when I was first creating my character because I kind of started balancing them at the beginning when I should have just gone for like my speech skills Dude, because that's, that's who I, I am in that's the what game. I did, I, I did yeah. all persu- like, like per- a lot of persuasion. persuasion. I've done persuasion, yeah. science, and leadership, leadership. But then I also umped my guns and I up, so I, my guns I now I'm kind of getting into places where I'm like oh shoot I need to have higher in this I want to do this option I need to have higher in this I need to do this option now when I have to hire in this yeah. oh there's different ways you can do these like uh, you get bonuses too though when you have like companions yeah and, stuff, so. and yeah. but like but like just in general like I just wish I could have I wish I would have done on. focus on the more from the beginning because that's what I'm learning more about this yeah. game now is that it's about the character experience because there were some moments where I lied and I got away with things yeah. But also, yeah. I was like, that's not my character. My character, I want to straight persuade. I don't want to lie because I have a high lie skill. Yeah. I want to straight persuade people because I don't want to be this. I want to be the good guy. I don't want to be the manipulator. And it was through that moment that I was like, oh, all the choices I make in this game are based off of not only the points I'm giving my character in these skill sets, but also who my character is deciding to be. Well, I don't, I'm curious, I'm wondering if you say, for example, lie, would that affect anything in the future? Like, or is it just an option you could just pick and you just get experience for it? I think it's an option you pick, but as someone who is lawful good, um, I like if I persuade more because I felt like it felt like me like lying was kind of similar in the fallout vein where it's like you're given the snarky response. So it's a morality thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, and also too, I think, I think, I don't know if lying necessarily plays into the morality. I know that if you steal something in front of someone, they come up to you and they're like, hey, and then you can either, you can either like intimidate or you can persuade or you can lie or you can barter. I have so many credits now. I've gone around just like buying my way into places. (laughs) It's like, because there was one quest where it's basically like, no, you got to, can't let you through here. And yeah. I was like, how does 5,000 bits sound? And they're like, did I say this area was restricted? I meant it's open for you. <laughs> and it's so great. Um, yeah. I, oh, man. There was a mission I did today. <sighs> once you get to Byzantium. Once you get to Byzantium. It's basically like their New York. It's the highest part of society. Okay. So oh, yeah. all the nightmares are there. Okay. Oh, I can't so wait. Good. I'm at wait. Monarch. Good. I just got to Monarch. Yeah. Monarch I got the, is the bypass. Fun. Yeah. So I yeah Devil's, pa- Devil's Pass. I was trying to. St- I tried to do it without buying the thing, but I kept getting shredded. Wait, buying what? You uh, to the bypass again to Monarch safely, so you don't have to like. Oh, you get have to, to go to Groundbreaker. Yeah. Yeah, because because originally you can go to Monarch. The only place you can land in Monarch is the abandoned settlement with like level sixteen monsters. Yeah, I noticed that, and I was like, well, how am I supposed to get past this? So you I gotta go to Groundbreaker. Yeah, that's you what to I went to afterwards. And they yeah. give you the key. Because which you I'm have to go to Rosewater. Right yeah, and then you do the Rosewater quest. quest right. Which is fun because that Rosewater quest is basically Jurassic Park. It's like, I'm like, this is basically it is. Jurassic Park. It's Jurassic Park. <laughs> and I thought it was really fun in that quest. There's so many just like little moments and options in this game where it's like. Did you put him to sleep? Yeah, I put him to sleep. Me too, me too. I put him to sleep. I put him to sleep, dude. I put him to sleep. I'm the person who goes for all the passive options. Like, I'm trying to make the world a better place. Yeah. I'm Especially chaotic. Especially like. So, like, I'll do that too, but. I might lie to you. <laughs> I wish, because like, yeah, now that I'm really, there was one quest where I did where I could be sneak. I, I need to realize that I can be a little bit more sneaky. I want to play with the sneak elements a little bit more mm-hmm. with like just going into places and just working my sneak yeah. instead of like walking in there and trying to like hack something or destroy these robots or do whatever this. Like I want to try and infiltrate places more and like get out like right. invisible. Um, so yeah. It's, man, and I, I wish I could romance the companions. I, you know what? <laughs> That's I, my one problem a, with so this game. You, I just want to date. For a second, I thought there was an option too. I wasn't trying to be a Pravati. It seems like. Oh yeah, when you're like Pravati, it's like I like you. Yeah, right. Because there, I don't know if you got there yet, but uh, I won't spoil it. But she like she talks, she confides in you about someone, and then like there's an option at one point. It's like, oh, you mean me? And like, it's, but I'm like, I don't want to do that. But like, I'm like, could I do that though? Like, you know what I mean? I was like, could I? But I don't Mm-mm. think you can, right? I looked it up. You cannot date anyone. I can date with them in my mind. Did the you get to that? Mind. No, I probably didn't. I really like Pravati yeah. side quest. Essentially, it's like a romance quest. Yeah. But it's really sweet. It's very sweet. Because it's really nice seeing someone who is who is asexual represented in video games. Okay, that's what I did. Because Pravati yeah, yeah. is like, 
I'm really not into the physical things. And as a person, I'm scared that that will, it's been a problem with people I've cared about in the past. And I that's love what, that that's what, that's what makes me scared about entering relationships. And I'm like, dang, these characters like, are so good. I was like, yo, have some water. You know, I'm and like, I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, they go into the bar. It's like, have some water. And I had Felix with me and Felix is like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to appreciate that water tomorrow. Providing. <laughs> oh, Captain's taking good care of I you. Had a, I had a, uh, Vicar there. Yeah. And, he, and, <laughs> And he, would just, and he would just be like, <laughs> he was just like, I'm, I'm used to having people confide in me. And then she'd be like, shut up. <laughs> His character quest is bonkers. Don't tell me. But it's super I, I, cool because it's all about, I love it because it explores, not only does it change, not only does it change his character, but also as a player, you get more about the world and it's because his thing is all religious based. Yeah. So you get yeah. a more, you get a better idea and an understanding of the world building and the religions that exist in this, in this futuristic dystopian society. Yeah. Man, speaking of that. Speaking of capitalism. Gosh, man. This is why I love Obsidian games. They knock it out of the park. There's so many moments. I'm screen capping. I'm screenshotting on my PlayStation 4. So many things I'm reading and so many things I'm seeing that are just like brilliant moments of writing, whether it's the stuck-up people in Byzantium who are like, great, I'm glad the poor people are dying. More things for us. They should perish. Fantastic. Mm. Uh, To this, this workers' report I found on Monarch that basically was like, I can't eat the food corporation's response. We're sending you more toilet paper for your food allergy. I, I have this illness. Corporate's response. We're doing that. And at the bottom of the note, it says, tell corporate I'm hanging myself on the nearest box in the in this printing yeah. press. Yeah. And it's just like, it's it's once again, Obsidian knocking out of the park. You want to read every single log yeah, in this dude. game. You don't want to miss a computer. You don't want to miss any information bits. All the art in this game is beautiful, oh, too. Oh, I love the art. I love you the have to give me the book. They're so good. Give me the art book. They tweeted at me. They're like, an art book is something we're considering. <laughs> and I'm like, you better, because it's like it's how it's so beautiful and rich. Yeah, we'll how could you too. not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just especially, like, man, especially in today's political environment with Amazon and just with PG&E and we're seeing like people from Amazon like it's terrifying they can't even talk about how the Amazon working conditions on social media like you know if you see any like Spacer's Choice employee like with a big old moon head and he's like Oh, I love my job. Like, yeah, you saw how I'm not see forced how to. I'm not forced to say I ha- I like it. I wear that moon head sometimes, and it's so much fun. I should get it for my followers and just have everyone be like this army of moon men. Um, also, that's what I'm going to carve my pumpkin as this year. I'm going to do oh, the man. spacer's choice moon man Heck face. Yeah. Um, but it's like a lot of that, and then like it's I, I just like the choices you have to make. Like even in that first mission that we that you had to do on a. I'm so bad at planet names. Edgewater. Uh, Edgewater. Yeah, um, Terra like, 2. You know, there's a, a price to having that, her having um, uh, the the outsiders come and, like, do bring their plant stuff because the soil yeah, is made out of, made of humans. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like. Well, that's what, to me, I was I was so bent on bringing the power to the Zerters. I was like, Adelaide. right. I was like, I was going to help Adelaide. And then as soon as I was at the, as soon as I was at the power plant, Parvati was like, look, there's so many good people in town who, if you do Give it to the deserters. There's a lot of innocent people in town who are going to be hurt because of this, and I can't let that happen. Yeah. And I was like, oh, dang. Yeah. Is my follower changing my moral decision in this game? Heck, yeah, you are. That You're going to challenge me. I was me. originally going to go change the water to uh, the outsiders, and then Pravati said that, and I was like, oh, well, jeez. Got to do it. I got to <laughs> do it, even though there's problems with both. There yeah. pro- there's no there's no black and white in, just like life, there's no black and white in the outer worlds, and that's what Obsidian does such a great job of. Even, like, when you, like, I love the, the relationship you have with your, with Ada, uh, your ship. Ada. Oh like, my Ada's gosh, Ada's awesome fantastic. Yeah. Oh, like, with some good writing. It's such good writing, man. It's just it's 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 brilliant. It's ultimately it's it's Obsidian at their best, and I'm so glad that they're back and making these RPGs again because, especially in a time, I mean, Fallout. Their their take on Fallout was always. I think that's what Fallout Four missed a lot of yeah. was this this cynical, dystopian writing that challenges ideas and challenges these these big 
concepts in a dystopian future saying, what if this actually did happen and people are okay with this? I mean, a terrifying moment for me is it's one of the first things that happens to you when you get to Edgewater, you meet the grave digger who basically says, yeah, people have to pay for their graves. So you need to go collect these debts because they're company property and their bodies have, they have to pay for their own spaces because they're company property. Yeah. Yeah. You are company property in this world. Like, especially their whole religion is you're a cog in a machine. Got to be happy with your place because that's the big plan. As long as you do your thing, everything works out. And it's, I've gotten to the big, I got to the big reveal in the story. Holy cow. It's, it's nightmarish. It's terrifying. Uh, and it's just, it's essentially, it's essentially what we're thinking, what we're seeing right now in our own society where you have these CEOs who are making just insane amount of money and mm-hmm. not caring about anybody else beneath or the problems that are happening because of this terrible influx of, of money and all the people along the way who are affected by that. And so, yeah, if you have not played the Outer Worlds, I mean, it's my game of the year. I knew it was going to be my game of the we, year. I, yeah, we called it, I mean, yeah. uh, Fire Emblem is really, really close. Fire Emblem's a really, really great game, but because this is this RPG, it's so just fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I... I think we need to do a spoiler discussion later in the future. Do you know that you can speed run this game in two hours? I thought it was 15 minutes. 15 minutes, yeah. yeah. What the heck? You can apparently beat it in 15 minutes. Well, Fallout 3 was the same way in Vegas as well. Yeah. So it's not surprising, but I... I I love that, though. (laughs) I love that, though, because that, to me, is creative gameplay and storytelling, where it says your path is your own, especially the fact that Oblivion 2 is like, you can kill any NPC in this game, and yeah. I'm so lawful good. I'm like, I can't. Uh, <laughs> but I'd be curious to see what the game is like if you go in and just Same. like guns blazing yeah. and you, you gosh darn kill everybody. I'm sure they have like multiple endings to this. Oh, definitely. Well. Are you guys choosing yeah. to save to turn in Wells or side with him? Uh, I've been so far not turning in. I'm siding. Siding with Wells? Mm-hmm. I've been yeah, siding with Wells, too. I mean. Especially yeah. with the big thing I just got, the big plot thing that just happened to me. I'm yeah. like, up. Oh, yep. <laughs> I have a feeling that he, this is the key. Okay. Uh, I, okay. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. But yeah, also once you get to Byzantium, you can go to this really fun clothes store where you can get the captain's outfit, which yes! is like this green coat that has like these gold epaulets on it. And then I found this eye patch off of a dead person's body that gives me like plus five sneak and plus plus five dialogue wow. and I just look like the coolest <laughs> coolest person right ever. now I'm just wearing like a you know un, uh, groundbreaker or gra- yeah ground- groundbreaker groundbreaker I got like a little like kind of cowboy suit outfit you know I look like <laughs> I look like someone from Firefly and I'm just rolling around with that and I will goggles s- I will yeah. say I will say I wish the character creation process was yeah. a little bit more creative yeah, I, yeah. was, I same, was a little same. bit kind of I did like the cool kind of ombre luminescent hair color choices that was kind of futuristic and fun yeah. the makeup was super duper designed well and very very fun I really like that element too but for face face wise I was actually surprised by kind of how same. limited it, it was lo- yeah, yeah it like barely made a difference there was some things that within the created the character created that was kind of nitpicky for me to mm-hmm. deal with such as the hairstyles it's, a lot of games deal with this. I know Monster Hunter has done a really good job with it, apparently. But uh, this game, in terms of about people of color, mainly you know men, they don't ha- and, and women as well, uh, they don't have the right hairstyles for me. They, only, they basically only have bald fade, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then they do like afro. It, there's plenty of other <laughs> hairstyles out there that we have that that you could put in the game. And I think Monster Hunter does a really good job. I think it's Monster Hunter. That they they put in the recent DLC that you could uh, have a bunch of different hairstyles to pick from, but uh, I hope for the future if they do another Outer Worlds, which I'm pretty sure they will, and they'll incorporate that into their character creation and yeah, be more inclusive with that. So mm-hmm. mine kind of looks like me. I was surprised. I was like, I guess I'm just a plain looking <laughs> dude. <You know? laughs> I actually actually made a character because this was character was inspired by someone we have we have someone at our office who who lives overseas and works out of England. And so he, he sent us a big, like, Costco-sized jar of essentially, like, old-fashioned British candy, mm-hmm. basically from the 60s and stuff. And there are these, like, Smarties that are purple that are very sweet. They're not sour, called Pharma Violets. And so I was like, that is such a cool name for a candy. So I named my character in this dystopian corporate <laughs> future Pharma Violet, P-H-A-R-M-A, so pharma, almost like pharmaceutical. Dude, that's dope. Violet. I that's love dope. it. And I gave her the purple hair and like white, the really crazy white makeup. That's great. And she has the bob and now she's walking around in a green coat and eye patch. And I'm like, this is good. I named my I am, guy. I am this. I, I went with uh, Jet. I'm Jet. <laughs> Just Jet? 
Yeah, dude. Jet. Jet's a dope name. <laughs> Cowboy Bebop? Come on. I, I, I immediately thought of famous Jet Jackson for some reason when you said Jet. I He's a famous <laughs> Jet Jackson. Remember that Jackson? Yeah. Uh, coming to Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. The show was great. That was a great show. What was yeah. your name? That's me. That's name? name? Yeah. Because I was like, ah. Vicious was cool, though. I did do Vicious that at Fallout. I did that at Fallout 3 and uh, 4 and Vegas. So, But I was like, ah, I'll just do myself. Yeah. So, yeah. Guys. I really like this game. It's so good. I love this game so much. I I'm I'm kind of bummed. I got rid of my uh my uh, tri- tri- uh I'm so Dryderus the dinosaur. What? Decepticon the little dinosaur dudes. Oh, the raptor. The Raptodons. Rap- Raptodons. Thank you. I got rid of my plushie. I gave it to to Hyper the for raps. a giveaway. I'm yeah, like, I have I have mine. Shouldn't have done that. But was, it a, okay. was it an outer world thing? Yeah, yeah, they gave it to you after the E3. press. Oh. After the press, you got like a little plushie after the press meeting. Oh, yeah. Right. Also, yeah, <laughs> just go, just go. I think they, re- I think they shared it on the day of the, right before the release. Uh, just go if you're if you have any questions about this game. I know this sounds silly. Go see Obsidian's posts of all the awards they won at E3. And if that doesn't convince you, and this podcast doesn't convince you, yeah. I don't know what will. Dude, this game is is phenomenal. It. Apparently, it was sold out. In some places in LA, and it wow. was like completely sold out physical copies. That's amazing. Which really is good. really, really good. I actually saw someone wearing an Obsidian shirt walking into my apartment complex. So I'm like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you how much I am appreciative of your company. Like, yeah, just talk. If you love this game, talk about this game because Obsidian is a really, is a fairly kind of smaller company. Yeah. Is it in LA or is it, where is it at? The company. I think they're in LA. They might have another office maybe in, in Vancouver or yeah. Austin. Oh, I know someone Dallas. who said they know someone who knew people. Up. Well, yeah, I think. I know some people. I know some people at Obsidian, I think. Who? I think I do. Who was I talking to? And they follow me now on Instagram. So <laughs> it's great. Their PR people and yeah. I are buds. And so, um, yeah, just fantastic, phenomenal. I cannot wait to see all the awards it gets at the Game Awards. I cannot wait to be cheering on this I this, can't wait either. this game. Yeah, that's going to be dope. Well, I, I I can't I know. What, what you, I can't they're do t- it. They're expensive, Bo. Yeah. Got to wait. Yeah, yeah. got to wait till Friday. Oh, Thursday. Thursday. Well, guys, what are your thoughts? We want to hear your adventures. Tweet at us at hitpointspod on Twitter or email us with any questions or your thoughts on the game or whatever uh, at refillyourhitpoints@gmail.com. I'm Acevedo. I'm Emily Rose Jacobson. I'm Naeem Stewart. Until next time, guys. Enjoy the game and refill, you ha- you refill your hit points. And sorry, I was gonna say it with you. <laughs> that was gonna be great. I, I, we'll try that. Okay. And well, guys, time to say that it's that time. <laughs> okay, Mister Rogers, are you okay I know, over I was there? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> gonna put on your sweater. Anyways, guys, thank you so much, and we'll see you next time when we have to refill, refill our, our hit points. points.